guys, Corey Frills here with the LTW Group and uh, in our most recent edition of Greenlight Podcast. I've got Amanda Holman and Becca Ruckert on with me today. Uh, we might upload this to YouTube. We'll see. Uh, we get a little shy on camera uh, sometimes. So anyway, um, I'm going to be quick. We're going to talk about the market and what we saw this week. Um, talk about a conversation I had with my grandfather about inflation in the past. Amanda's going to talk to us about um, time to buy and what what makes it a good time to buy. Um, and then Becca's going to close us out with um, an event that we've got coming up. So this week was a very dramatic week, as we expected, for mortgage rates. So we got a slew of inflation data out this week. Um, and we expected that it would not go well for mortgage rates. So we have been advising our customers to lock since probably Friday of last week. So um, inflation is the chief enemy of mortgage rates. Okay, so we've talked about this. Mortgage rates hate inflation for the same reason um, that you do, because at the end of the line, on a mortgage, um, a mortgage becomes an investment for somebody, pays them a set fixed amount um, for, as their income. So a retiree counts on a mortgage um, to, to pay their income, just like they would a CD or um, a bond from, um, from the market. And so as the cost of goods go up, then those investors needs a, need a higher return on their investment uh, to justify um, laying out the cash for your mortgage. So mortgage rates continue to climb as inflation data rises. So something that we had CPI data, which is consumer uh, price index. That's what consumers see um, as a measure of inflation. We had that come out hotter than expected. Uh, we And we expected it to be a pretty hot number in the mortgage world. Um, because we follow some people that specialize in mortgage-backed securities. That's all they do is watch mortgage-backed securities. And we thought this would be a pretty ugly number. It was. The market hated it. First thing in the morning, you had a huge sell-off, both in stocks and bonds. Um, and then throughout the day, things kind of changed course. It was It was interesting to watch. I mean, we had one of the most dramatic swings I've seen in my career um, in rates from the open to um, the end of the day. So, um, I mean, we probably had literally on our rate sheet was probably three eighths or 0.375 to a quarter different in rate between morning and afternoon. So things are looking a little better. Um, as we're talking, there's still some volatility in the bond market, um, stock market as well. Um, a lot of this is inflation driven, but then there's also some drama going on in the UK, which you heard us talk about um, last week. The finance minister lost his job this morning. I uh, had to fly back early from DC to get canned um, because the new regime in the UK, uh, the prime minister and the finance minister rolled out a plan um, for economic recovery for the UK that included lowering taxes for the wealthy, um, which is never a very popular um, idea uh, when 
you're lowering taxes for the top, you know, two, three percent of the country when those who are hit hardest by inflation are actually people who are not the top two and three percent of the country. And so um, these policies were also um, interpreted to be inflationary so that they would not help the case against inflation. Absolutely rocked markets for the past two weeks, uh, which led to the finance minister losing his job uh, in less than, I think he's been on the job maybe three weeks. Uh, so he lost his job today and we're seeing more, um, I guess the the term would be capitulation, but just back and forth in the bond market. So it's all over the place, guys. If your customers are getting rate quotes, they need to get them like within 30 minutes of one another to really know apples to apples. If they're quoting us against somebody else, um, it, it, things are so rapidly evolving that uh, they need to be right there within 30 minutes or so, so that we can um, really be comparing apples to apples. So all that to say, um, the there are a lot of smart people out there that believe the worst is behind us with inflation and interest rates. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think they have a point um, and, and a lot of their basis depends on the way that inflation is measured month over month and year over year in that um, through the summer months, we were comparing inflation data to some really low inflation numbers last year. So if you compare even a, a normal number to a super low number over last year's number, it's going to look higher than it actually is. Um, I think we've got some headwinds against us. Um, gasoline and diesel drive a lot of the equation and energy is expensive right now. And so you think about diesel fuel is very inflationary because everything, look around you and everything around you has been on a truck or a barge or um, something that runs on diesel. And so if diesel's expensive, then your freight costs are expensive and so on and so forth. So we're going to have some we're going to have some trouble there. CPI data too, the data that we got last week, it's heavily weighted against rent and we all know what rent's doing, especially here in Knoxville. Knoxville it's up 19% year over year against an average of 10.5% across the country. So as the cost of rent goes up, you know, you think somebody's rental payments usually a third of their total income or more um and as that cost rises, that's going to put a strain on people's budget too. So um I, I'm going to hold neutral. I don't know if, if we're going to see improved rates over the next two months or so. Um, I hope so. Uh, but I think what's most important is we leverage the tools that we have now. So um, we've talked a lot about temporary buy-downs. I locked my first one this week, totally took rate out of the equation. Um, and then we've talked about permanent buy-downs and ways that sellers can help with seller credit. So now more than ever, we just have to get creative with you guys, our agents and our clients um, in, in putting together a really creative offer to get you the best deal. So I've taken up too much time. I'm going to tell a quick story. I talked to my grandfather last week and uh, I just asked him, what was, what was life like in the late seventies and the early eighties? Last time we saw real inflation. And his answer was, I mean, I don't know, you know, it gas was a little more expensive and yeah, my groceries were high, but nothing like they are today. And um, I bought a house and 
I assumed a mortgage from someone else. And Amanda will talk a little bit about, about assumptions later. We're starting to see that again. He assumed a loan from somebody else. And he was like, that's about it. And so it was interesting that nowhere in his answer was um, everything was awful. I was sad all the time. Nothing was fun. I had no joy uh, that, you know, it, it just, it would just was, and, and you lived through it and it wasn't all that much different. So I think that we get wrapped up as market insiders in thinking about these worst cases, these, these awful possibilities that just never happen, you know, and uh, we were at the beach this week, took a short trip, a working vacation for me, uh, which I don't love, but that's the season we're in. And um, we went to the beach this week and, you know, it was kind of cool and overcast. And um, when I was younger, I would, that would have just really bummed me out, you know, to go to the beach and have overcast weather. And, um, but I looked at my son and my son's having a blast. My daughter's having a blast. My daughter was in the water. The water was freezing cold Um, with the wind. It was really cold. Um, She didn't care. She's at the beach. And so, I think that we have to keep some perspective and say, we've had an excellent couple of years in real estate. We still have a very good market. We still have an excellent desirable location to live. We still have excellent affordability. Even it feels expensive to us, but compared to the rest of the country, the affordability in Knoxville is awesome. So, um, you know, we can, we can loathe all the time about interest rates and how the markets, you know, the market's shifting. Uh, but we still live in a great part of the country and we still have a lot to offer uh, our clients and then people that wish to live here. So with that, I'm going to hand over to Amanda to talk about uh, time to buy. And then if you want to touch on uh, assumable mortgages, yeah, that would probably be helpful. For sure. Um, I, I think you're so right, Corey. A lot of times us being in the thick and the weeds of our jobs and in our industry that we get a little overwhelmed with what's going on. And if we just take a step back and evaluate it, it's almost like when my son gets upset, he, if he just takes a second and he steps back and he takes a few deep breaths, he realizes, okay, it's not as bad as I made it out to be. So, uh, so I think it's important for us to step back and really evaluate and, and not put um, not that we don't carry the weight of the feelings that other people have, but being able to give the resources that are important to help guide a well-informed decision is so important. Um, one thing I hear, I've been hearing for like three years, uh, is it's a great time to buy. Um, everybody, we are saying it, agents are saying it, everybody's saying it's a great time to buy. And the reality is things have shifted. Um, and buyers aren't in this every day. We know it's all, it's usually always a good time to buy as long as it's a good financial decision. Um, and you're taking into account all the expenses that go into it. It's a good time to buy, buy because it's an investment. Um, so I, I think us, me personally, I'm chief of not doing this, of explaining the why. I think it's important that we equipped you as agents to give you a little background on why we think it's still a good time to buy, even though rates are going up. So in the 
in the real estate cycle, agents see this all the time because they see more feelings in the buying experience than we ever will. So this is speaking on what we see. So I know you guys are the experts in this. But you see when rates are lower, you see the optimism grow to excitement, to euphoria. And at, at that peak is really when all the prices were so high. We were getting all the cash offers. We were seeing um, not a lot of buyer opportunity unless you had a really a lot down on a conventional or a cash deal. Um, so that was more of a, like a low opportunity, high risk situation, people buying over, uh, asking price that's, that's higher risk. Now that rates are going up, we have sellers that are a little bit in denial. Um, but as they start to see things change, they're, they're, that feeling is going to change. So their feelings are going to match what's going on in the market. Because when rates are higher, buyers can't have as much buying power. Um, that sometimes can create fear and eventually into the panic um, of a buyer. But that is really when there's low risk and such high opportunity. You have such great opportunity to buy a good investment and make a get into a house that really like fits you well. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago we were talking about uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast or just as LOs, we were talking about how, um, you know, a, a $750,000 house comes with a $750,000 house issues. And a lot of times people, buyers aren't considering that. And with the rates being so low that yes, they were able to get into that property, but that thought process wasn't always well drawn out. So I think it's still, if you are thinking about an investment, it is still a good time to buy. Um, because just like the yield curves, curves uh, that we talk about and we see with rates, the feelings of, of consumers kind of go with the rates. So it goes up and down. So, so after we get to that low risk, high opportunity point, I mean, there's going to start being more hope that kind of drives us up back into the optimism and excitement. So it, it's truly a cycle and it doesn't matter when you buy, it, it's a good time. It's just you're trading different things to make it a good time. Does that make sense? I hope Absolutely. it does. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what, what you're trying to say and what we're trying to say is, you know, whether or not it's a good time to buy is really way more dependent upon the individual um, right. You know, and, and then the alternative, I mean, what is the alternative? Are you going to live at home with family? Or are you going to rent? Right. Uh, because rent is not a good alternative right now. Right. Um, so very difficult to find a place and prices are all time highs on rent as well. Mm-hmm. And they're not coming down. I don't, yeah, I don't No, they're not I'm trying to think historically of a time that rent has come down and I can't. Uh, so, um, anyway, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, no problem. But like with that said, we are here to equip you guys. We want to give you tools and strategies. One of the things that, um, and Corey can touch on this in a minute, a little more, but one of the things that we've been hearing a lot from agents and even some consumers are, what is an assumable loan? Um, and, and you can start using that. So like adding into the front conversation of a listing, 
I know you guys have a million questions probably that you ask, and I don't even want to pretend like I know what, what those are. Um, but one question I would highly suggest adding in is, hey, what type of loan do you have? Is it assumable? Reach out to your previous lender and ask them questions um, because you can use an assumable loan in a listing and with the rates being higher, that could be very appealing to the right buyer. Right, Corey? That's right. So basically on, on the most basic level, and let me say this, I don't know anybody in the, there's very few people in the industry now that have ever dealt with assumable loans. So we're all in this together. Right. Um, on, on a very basic level, the buyer of the home assumes the mortgage from the previous owner at the rate the previous owner had. So there's some downsides to that. I mean, for example, but and well, let me go ahead and get this out there. The only loans that I know that are assumable, and I could be wrong, and we'll do some more digging on this. We may actually hold a class on this because this is going to be important. Mm -hmm. um, our government loans, so FHA and VA loans. Um, I don't know if USDA is assumable or not. Do you? I don't know um, if they are anymore. So FHA and VA loans, and then um, adjustable rate, some adjustable rate mortgages are assumable, which kind of defeats the purpose because the reason you would assume this loan is for a lower rate, right? Mm -hmm. So the one of the downsides is, let's say you bought a house for 200,000 and you put 4% down. So you put 8,000 down, you borrowed 192, trying to do math off the top of the head. Uh, if you borrowed 192 and the house is now worth 300, in order for a buyer to assume your loan, they're going to have to have at least 108,000 down plus whatever you paid the mortgage down to. So you can't borrow more. It's it's a tight fit, but it is something that you should look at and explore. We're happy to help you with that. So if you've got one, if you've got a buyer who thinks they, um, if you have a listing appointment that you think may have an assumable mortgage, call us. We'll walk you through it. We'll take a look and and, and tell you as much as we can. Probably going to have to go back to that seller's um, loan closing documents to be sure. But but I do think there's opportunity there and. Nobody knows what they're doing on these, including us. I mean, it's 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 new. We're not really involved at all, except for trying to help you determine if you've got an opportunity. So clear. Yes, it is just simply helping you guys. We want to answer as many questions as we can. Um, that in that process of assuming a loan, a loan officer really has no role, correct? That's right. None. Yeah. So um let us help you, let us be a resource for you. Um one of our biggest focuses when we have our team meetings is how we can help educate. Education is a really strong passion of our team. So um, questions, send them our way. We're more than happy. Yes. And speaking of education, guys, we have, I believe, the highest value added event that we've ever hosted coming up. Um, I'm going to let Becca tell you about it because she's worked really hard on it. But you guys will be sorely disappointed if you missed this. So Becca, tell us about Austin. Yes, um, I do agree that this is going to be probably one of our best and one of my most favorite um, events that we've had. It's uh, Austin Church, who he basically is a writer, um, a freelance uh, marketing agent. Um, I don't know if that's how he would prefer to be called. But uh, anyways, and a really good friend of ours at that. And um, as anyone knows, whenever we moved from um, our last employer to our to Fairway, 
we really decided to double down and decide uh, what are our core values? You know, who are we like as a team? What makes us different? And what are our goals? And how do we want to communicate with our clients and all these things? And um, we can scratch our brains all day. But what Austin does so well is he talks to you and has this like, active conversation um, to pull these things out of you that you don't really know that you need pulled out of you. And he organizes it. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of think of it like therapy for your marketing brand. (laughs) And Austin does have that, like such like a, like a caring personality as well too. You just feel very taken care of. He, he wants you to, he wants to help you take care of your brand and your marketing. Um, and it's really, it's more about your your why rather than your how. He's not going to like sit down and like give anybody, well, he may, I don't know, but he's not going to sit down and give you in this class um, a step-by-step guide to have the best marketing plan ever. He's just going to help give you your why behind it. Um, and even if you think you have all these things, if you think that you know what your values are, if you think you know what your goals are, you know what your key differentiators are, you they may have changed since the last time you sat down and thought about those. Um, so I would encourage you to just take an hour out of your time. Um, it'll be so valuable and just come to this class. You will get, you will walk away with something from him and you'll probably, I think I said this last week, want more of his time. Um, which leads me to my next point. We are giving away a one day brand sprint with Austin, um, which is kind of hard to put a price on, but uh, because it is so valuable to you. Um, but one person will get to have a day with Austin, just like we did at the LTW group. And you'll get to go down all of these things in a little bit more detail and walk away with like an actual brand guide that you can hold in your hands and build a whole marketing plan based off of that. Um, so yeah, if nothing else, just come and be inspired and, uh, have a beer with us. It's going to be at Alliance Brewing Company in South Knoxville over on Sphere Ave. It's on the 20th, um, of this month. So you've got like less than two weeks. Um, please a week, read, a week. A week out. Yeah. We are a week out. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I can't, <laughs> I can't iterate enough how, how much you'll walk away with this and the brand sprint. I, it's thousands of dollars to do this. I mean, you got an entire day of, of Austin's time. And then you have uh, the time editing the, he'll put together a, a brand book for you after, which we use as our brand Bible. It has our core values. It has our mission statement. It has, everything we need to teach our team how to interact with the public and represent us as a brand. So um, again, can't tell you enough how valuable it's going to be. You will be sorely disappointed if you miss it. Um, With that, we're at 23 minutes, which is longer than we like to be. So we're going to wrap up. Um, We are working this weekend. Uh, Go Vols. (laughs) You can email us at ltwgroup at fairwaymc.com ltwgroup at fairwaymc.com and an on-call loan officer will jump in there and help you. We work as a team to help each other out um, on nights and weekends. So don't be shy. We want to help. Um, I hope that you guys have an excellent weekend and we will talk to you next week. Thanks guys. Thanks.